0: This year's all-ages Seattle Pride Parade included something that we don't often get to see in a public arena. Adult men on bicycles wearing helmets but no pants. Now, if you're from Portland, Oregon, you might have been familiar with the naked bike ride, which they do proudly there. But in this month of Pride and in this era of no character and anything goes, we are injuring our children, body, soul, mind, and spirit. Today, I'm going to do a little bit of a recap of the horrific events of Pride Month and talk about what it means to live in an age of post-Christianity in America. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, you guys, I was going to have a guest on today from my friend Debbie from Moms for America. And because I'm in my brand new studio and you, I mean, you guys are kind of watching me Uh, floundering around a little bit, trying to get my, my sea legs since I don't have a working studio and I could not get the internet to cooperate with me. And so I asked her to send me some information on something I think is really cool that we wanted to talk about before the 4th of July. If you're interested in teaching your kids and your grandchildren about America's greatness, if you want them to become Patriots, this is super cool. You can order a Patriot pack from Moms for America. These packs are available right now. They're dollars but you can get a discount of 25% by just using the promo code Heidi at checkout. So H-E-I-D-I at checkout. Visit momsforamerica.us to order yours. These are really cool. The pack is a cinch sack. It comes with a I'm a Patriotic Kid activity book, crayons, star stickers, an American flag, plus a special book for parents called Raising a Generation of Patriots. This is a really important time, especially since our universities and our public schools are absolutely hell-bent on erasing patriotism from the rising generation. You have an opportunity as a mom or a dad or a grandparent to really instill patriotism and a love for the country uh, in your children. And so this is a great opportunity to do that. So I hope you guys will check it out. Again, it's momsforamerica.us. Just use the promo code Heidi at checkout for 25% off. All right. You guys know that I don't live too far away from Seattle, Washington, about three hours South. I'm very close to Portland, Oregon, which really, I mean, the city is just in shambles now. I don't go down there anymore. It makes me really sad. My husband and I uh, dated down there. We spent a lot of time in downtown Portland. You used to be able to go downtown and walk down by the water fountains or by the waterfront uh, go to any restaurant that you wanted to in downtown Portland and not fear for your life. Well, not anymore. Those days are absolutely over because we are living in what I really think is just a post Christian era. And it was absolutely on display in Seattle this last weekend. You know, they're having parade, uh, pride parades all over the country celebrating what God says brings with it death and suffering. And in Seattle, Roughly a dozen men, some of them were wearing body paint, riding around uh, slowly along the parade route on Sunday before they stopped to wave to a cheering crowd, which by the way included children. And so I follow a guy on social media called the Post Millennial, and they put a video up there, which I'm not going to link back to in the show notes today. But some of the bikes had signs attached to them that said, Challenge body shame, build self esteem, and pride for everybody. Well, what are they using this to do? They're using this to excuse and promote public nudity and public indecency. Of course, you could argue it doesn't really matter anymore because we've decided that you have your truth and I have my truth. And so I have my idea of what's decent and you have your idea of what's decent. decent. But elsewhere, a few naked men were cooling off in a public water fountain as young children were playing nearby. And this stuff is all recorded on video. All recorded on video. These grown men exposing themselves as they're washing each other down with water And children are watching elsewhere in the city. Transgender activists were marching in the streets, uh, chanting that they're coming for our children. They were chanting, we're here, we're queer, and we're coming for your children. You guys might remember a couple of years ago, the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus performed an anthem titled, We're Coming for Your Children. And I covered it here on the show. And a lot of you were like, no way, that's not happening. Uh, Yes, it is happening. In Minneapolis, where I just was a couple of days ago, A large man wearing only a pair of loose fitted cloth underpants was gyrating in front of children at his pride parade in New York City. Some of you may have seen this on the news. Lesbians took off their clothes and danced nude in a giant fountain in the middle of Washington Square. Keep in mind, you guys, all of these events are being promoted as family friendly events. This is, as Todd Starnes rightly pointed out, a battle for the hearts and minds of a new generation. And the sexual perversion that has taken hold of our nation is the culture war issue of our time. And so years ago, when we were told, oh, this is about tolerance, this is about uh, loving everybody, it was never about tolerance. It was about capitulation of a Christian worldview. And you guys, we've arrived. We are living in a post-Christian era, absolutely a post-Christian era. When people can take their children to these events When when uh, parents take little kids to see drag queens uh, performing lewd acts on a stage and no one thinks twice about it, we have absolutely arrived. There is nothing, quote, family friendly about these gay pride celebrations. And frankly, it's nothing to be proud of. Grown men and women marching through the streets naked. What the police should have done is marched all of them right to jail, along with the parents who are exposing their kids to this deviant behavior. And uh, I thought Todd Starnes had a really, I've just quoted him. I thought he had a really great article on what's happening across the United States. But a friend of mine just came back from Europe. She spent about three weeks over there with her husband celebrating their anniversary. They were near Dublin for the Dublin Pride Parade. And she said the debauchery, the wickedness, uh, it was prevalent. It was all over the city. So if you think, well, I'll just run away from the United States and then I'll get away from it, you're not going to be able to go very far. I think you'd have to go to some of the uh, tribes that Matt Walsh interviewed for What is a Woman over in Africa uh, if you're going to get around to anybody who has any shred of moral decency left in them. Listen, the Bible has so much to say about this and because we're living in an era of cowardly pastors and and Christians who don't know the Bible, we have really forgotten what it means to uh to walk with the Lord and not to embrace sin. And so Today, I kind of wanted to just read a few scriptures to you to remind you of what the Bible says is so important because there are consequences for our sin. Romans 6.23 says that the wages of sin, this is what's on display in Seattle and Portland and Minneapolis and Indianapolis and all around the country and around the world where we see something so disgusting as grown adults gyrating in front of little children This is sin and there will be a consequence for it. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death and the free gift of God is eternal life. You know what God does when he comes into your life, when Jesus Christ enters your heart, he changes you. He opens your eyes to the sin of your own uh, in your own life. Isaiah 59 verse 2 says, but your iniquities have made a separation between you and God and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. Romans 5 verse 12, therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin, so death spread to all men because all of sin. 1 John 3 verse 4, everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness, but we know that God has a better way. And in first John chapter one, verse nine, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We've got a lot of, of work to do as a country. We've got a lot of work to do as Christians. We have a lot of work to do as, uh, as people who have grown up, many of us in the United States or even across the pond over in Europe and for a long, long time. We develop this sort of live and let live attitude, and it's wrong, and it's hurting us, and we see it now more than we've ever seen it before. And so I want to just take the next couple of minutes and answer a question that I got from a listener, because we were talking about what it looks like to live in post-Christian America. And to me, post-Christian America is characterized first and foremost by an unwillingness of the church to really engage in what the Bible says is shepherding. We should be speaking about what is right and good, and we should be talking about what it means to, uh, to mock God. What are the consequences for mocking God? You guys just heard me say last week that Disney's, or Pixar's rather, new film Elemental just released in theaters across the country, and they were boasting about a non-binary character in there. And the idea, of course, is to subvert the titles and the realities of male and female. And people don't like it. It had the worst opening for any history, any movie in the history of Pixar. And I think we're going to continue to see this happening because people really are tired of it. They're tired of pretending like, uh, like it's normal to say that men can be women and women can be men. And if you've noticed, the Democrat Party, which I'm going to be talking more about later on this week, because my concern Uh, for the Republican Party grows more and more grave every single day. There are wicked, wicked forces at work in both the Democrats and the Republican Party. And this is absolutely front and center in this post-Christian America. I mean, we're letting our elected officials and people that are running for office, we are letting them get away with pretty much murder. The only difference and the only reason that I would say I will always be I will always identify as a conservative as a Republican is because the Republican platform supports life and the Democrats are enthusiastically dedicated to murdering babies. And that's the truth. But if you're looking for character and you think you're going to find it on the Republican side of the aisle, you may or may not find it. And we've got to demand more of our leaders when you guys see that somebody's running for office. Start demanding that they live a life of integrity, a life of character. It should matter. Character should matter in the United States. Character should matter. We should, it should bother us when our elected officials have been divorced three times. It should bother us when somebody who's running for office has cheated on his wife. If he's cheated on his wife, guys, I guarantee you, he's not going to have any trouble cheating on you. So how do you cheat on somebody? You're like, well, how can he cheat on me? He's not, you know, I'm not getting married to him. No, but he's made promises to you. These people make promises when they run for office. I, I promise to do, that, to do this. I promise to do that. Well, if you can't keep a vow, a sacred covenant that you made to your spouse, I sure as heck don't believe you're going to keep any of your political promises. That's for sure. But from Joe Biden to Kamala Harris to Nancy Pelosi, Democrats all over the United States for the last week have been mourning the overturning of Roe v. Wade, which we celebrated, right, because the Supreme Court finally did the right thing, and they finally said, this is actually not not okay. But unfortunately, they didn't They didn't say that because of the moral issue. It absolutely is a moral issue. They said, this is a Fifth Amendment issue. This is a state's rights issue. It should always, uh, this needs to be punted back to the state. And so, as you heard me talk about with Mark Spence last week, we have an incredible opportunity right now to reframe the discussion of the preciousness of life. And most Americans, over two-thirds of them, according to the news, have restrictions. They believe that there should be restrictions on abortion. Although most believe in limited exceptions allowing abortion, which is a strange reality since abortion either kills a baby or it doesn't kill a baby. But We can't have these discussions in a post-Christian era because there is no such thing as absolute truth. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and What do I even say other than, hey, (sighs) well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to download the new Bumble now. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching the MyPillow 2.0. Listen, when Mike invented the MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. And now, nearly 20 years later, he's discovered a new technology that makes MyPillow even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, which I personally love. And now it has a brand new fabric that's made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, coolest pillow you'll ever own. So say goodbye to tossing and turning and flipping your pillow over in the middle of the night and more great news on the MyPillow 2.0. Right now, you can buy one and get one free by using the promo code Heidi. Call 1-800-447-0541 or go to the radio listeners specials page at mypillow.com and use the promo code Heidi to buy one and get another one free. So can you see the dilemma? If we can't say that men are men and women are women, If we can't say that a baby is a a human being from the moment of fertilization, we got nothing to talk about. You can't hang your hat on something that doesn't have any teeth to it. And that's what's happening right now. Listen to what PJ Media had to say about this. The wailing and grinding of teeth from Democrats a year after the June 2022 Dobbs v. Jackson decision, which overturned Roe and Casey, is certainly excessive. Joe and Jill Biden have been participating in an ongoing pro-abortion blitz this week, which included second gentleman Douglas Emhoff calling abortion doctors to thank them for killing babies. No shock that the abortion lobby is praising the Biden-Harris administration and supposed Catholic Nancy Pelosi also urged Democrats to keep promoting abortion, asserting that it resonates with voters. But here's the thing, you guys, it doesn't resonate with voters. What's happened is that we have decided, and we, we took this position a long time ago, that we would just sort of live and let live. And now we are reaping the terrible consequences of that misguided approach. This is interesting, too, and it's the reason why I think we should continue to, to uh, give voice to our concerns. Stop looking at these things as if they are Republican and Democrat, because like I told you guys, when I was running for Congress, I sat in rooms full of upper-level Republican uh, names. And I listened to these people talk about how we should soften the language on abortion, how we should soften our stance on homosexuality and gay marriage. Why do they want to do this? They want to do it for political efficacy. That's why. They're interested in politics. I'm interested in righteousness. As Christians, that should be our primary goal. What is it? How is it that we should live our lives in a way that brings honor and glory to God? And I think that voters are starting to really sour on how uh, radical the abortion debate has become in this country because we're talking now about killing babies uh, up to 27 days old after they're born. Keep this in mind. And I just saw a new poll come out. We're going to talk about this a little bit more next week. But McLaughlin and associates said that a, mo- a majority of Amer- Americans now believe that exposing kids to trans and LGBTQ plus agendas do more harm than good. And they think that these activists have ulterior motives. Uh, you think? at Trafalgar said that a majority uh, say that in light of the Bud Light and Target backlash, businesses should stop making statements during Pride Month. But why are they doing that? They're doing it because it's worked in the past. They're doing it because they, they wrongly asserted that this is something that the majority of Americans want and believe. But frankly, it just isn't true. And we're starting to see that a shift is happening. But I want to encourage you as you think about you know, kind of where we are in the culture right now, it's really important that we understand a couple of things. First of all, you have a very important role to play. Your role is to tell the truth, to speak the truth in your churches, to speak the truth in the culture, and not to trust what you see on the news. It's interesting. You know, I get firsthand information from guests that come on my show. A lot of times people are there for this. And I got a letter from a listener, Carrie in Arkansas, And she said, hey, thanks for bringing truth to us in each podcast. I've been listening to you since 2018. How important is it for Christians, especially to be sure when they are fact checking before passing along shocking information? When I hear something like schools are putting kitty litter boxes in bathrooms, I immediately check it out. A five minute Google search showed that it wasn't true. So Carrie, I'm going to stop you right there. Your five minute Google search is garbage. Your five-minute Google search is garbage. I'm here to tell you right now, you should read the stuff that they put up online about me and try to pass it off as if it were true. It's not true. The the uh, the leftist media, and that includes Google, are absolutely committed to making sure you don't read the truth. And so when someone says to me, well, they don't have kitty litter boxes in bathrooms, I, I'm laughing because I know moms who have literally gone into bathrooms and seen these things. So we're not talking about hearsay. I'm talking about women who I know personally who've come to me and said, man, Heidi, I was just in my kid's school and I didn't believe it. So I had to go for myself. And it absolutely is true. So what does Snopes do? And what does Google do? They put these articles into overdrive to try to gaslight you and make you think like you're the crazy one. I'm the crazy one because I said that there were litter boxes in school bathrooms. No, you weren't the crazy one. You were the one who pointed it out. You were the one who shed a little bit of light on it. And then these disgusting companies like Google come along and they do everything they can to hide the truth from readers. And honestly, Carrie, that's what's happening. And so um, I think sometimes you're right. We can absolutely get it wrong. But when you say that a five-minute Google search showed you that it wasn't true, I just want to encourage you that's not true. So even though they're telling you that this stems from a kid that played a joke on conservatives and social media, it's not true. They want to say that to you so that you believe that there's nothing happening in the schools. Oh, it's just fine. They're not encouraging kids to identify as animals. That's what they told us 10 years ago. They're not encouraging these um, young girls to identify as boys. They would never allow boys in the girls' locker rooms. That's ridiculous. And then by the time we figured it out, it had a foothold, and it was near impossible to get it out. So you're saying that, you know, people are saying it's true. You have yet, yet to find eyewitnesses. Carrie, I have found eyewitnesses. And I'm telling you what, I don't trust Google. I don't trust any of the news sources, actually, because what I learned in my run for Congress is that they will say anything to push a narrative. Absolutely anything. And when I was running for Congress, I had people say that I had been, that my husband and I had been divorced. They read it in the news. You know, Heidi St. John and her husband had been divorced. Heidi has filed for bankruptcy. Well, how do you know that? I read it in the news. Heidi doesn't pay her federal taxes. How do you know that? I read it in the news. Guys, I could sit here and tell you stories for hours and hours of things that happened to me while I was running for Congress that showed me 100% and 15 days a week and 10 times on Sunday that our modern media and our internet service that gives you the things like Snopes and Google and all these things are absolutely corrupt. And so I I, I can totally confess, and I put a, a picture on my Instagram, I think just last week, no, maybe two weeks ago that someone had given to me of the Pope draped in an LGBTQ flag, and I erroneously posted it on my Instagram account, only to have people tell me, one of which was my sister, uh, text me and say, hey, Heidi, that was an AI-generated image. Well, the Pope is so woke, and he's such a, um, he said to him, well, I'm not a Catholic, so I got all kinds of issues with Catholic doctrine, but even by Catholic standards, and many of my friends who are Catholics, I think, agree with me on this, this is, maybe the worst Pope y'all have ever had. And he's super woke and he's super into climate change and DEI and all the things. And so it didn't surprise me when I saw a picture of him draped in a, in a gay flag, but it turned out it was wrong. So I took the gay flag picture down and I posted a retraction. I think sometimes, you know, we're, we're definitely, and especially in the age of AI, we're gonna have a really hard, telling, a hard time telling fact from fiction. But I had to tell you, uh, depending on Google for your news or Googling to see if you can find something, is not going to be the way that you're going to get the answers to things. And so those of us who are out here on the front lines trying to uh, get the information firsthand and give it to you without being silenced. I mean, you, if you go to my Instagram page right now, you will see that if you try to follow me, Instagram is going to say, Heidi St. John has repeatedly shared false information. Do you know what the false information was? It was me telling you guys they were lying to you during the Rona. It was me telling you that the masks don't work. It was me telling you, hey, something is terribly wrong. And so for that, I have been labeled a liar and they're trying to squash my reach on social media. That is the world that we live in. I had Dr. Sherry Tenpenny on my show a couple weeks ago and because she spoke the truth boldly from my platform, they took me down off YouTube for two weeks. And so I wouldn't go to Google for your news. Um, We need discernment more than we've ever needed it before. And so looking for evidence on the internet, Is like trying to find a needle in in a uh, haystack because they are absolutely suppressing the truth and they've been doing it for a very, very long time. This is what it looks like to live in an era of post-truth. This is what it looks like to live in uh, in a post-Christian world, particularly here in the United States. We need discernment. And I'm not here, uh, Carrie, to tell you that I get it right all the time because absolutely I do not. But please, for the love of all things, Googling to find out whether or not something that you heard is true is not going to is is I would say nine times out of 10, not going to give you the truth unless it doesn't hurt Google and they don't care if you see it. And that's the truth. So that's all I had to say about that. I am so fed up with the agenda of the uh, the so-called, you know, alphabet mafia, the LGBTQ plus agenda, which I think is a stench in the nostrils of God. I know it is because it's based on something that, said, that God says is one of the seven deadly sins, pride. And I am going to be really happy when, uh, when the month of June is over. It makes me sad because June should be for celebrating fathers, not for celebrating sexual perversion, but that's where we are. How do you guys live in an era like this? You walk closely with the Lord. You decide that in your life, in your personal life, you are going to live a life of integrity before the Lord. That you are going to be the the man, the men, and the women that stand for righteousness for His name's sake. I want to thank you guys for listening and remind you. There's a couple things coming up that I wanted to let you know about. Uh, I'm going to be speaking for Chia for the homeschool convention, which, by the way, if you've never been, you want to go in Southern California. Let me look up that date really quick so I don't get it wrong because there's a few things going on. Uh, September no July sorry 13th through 15th I'll be speaking for the California Home Educators Association at Downey Calvary Chapel in Downey that's in Southern California I hope you guys will come out for that again that's July 13th through 15th I'm also going to be hanging out with my friend Pastor Jack Hibbs while I'm down there and doing a couple of other things so uh, if you're down in the in the Southern California area I hope I can see a bunch of you when I'm there September 15th through 17th I'll be speaking. Uh, in Cheryl's Ford, North Carolina, for a women's retreat called For Such a Time as This. I hope you guys will check that out. We're going to spend quite a bit of time looking at what it looks like to put feet to our faith in this generation. Also, if you haven't joined my women's ministry, I want to encourage you to do that. Uh, This is the opportunity for you to uh, sign up and study the Bible with me. We're going to be going through the book of Revelation about two, three years ago now. I wrote a study called People Get Ready, and it takes you verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through the entire book of Revelation. And it is the only book in the Bible, by the way, that says that there's actually a blessing found when you study and read it. And so I I don't want you guys to miss that. Sign up for People Get Ready, and you can do that by going to faiththatspeaks.com. I appreciate you guys listening. Take care, and I will see you right back here again tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture.